What is up? And welcome back to another podcast, the Young Hungry Podcast. So today I'm joined by Ryan, and Ryan is an absolute legend. Um, I don't want to steal too much of your thunder, but um, just go, go and introduce yourself to everybody that's watching. Absolutely. What's up, guys? Yeah, my name is Ryan Ahern. Uh, short introduction, as I could speak for hours, is uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 20 years old recently, so I nearly said 19, but I'm 20 years old. Uh, I live in Cork in the south of Ireland. And um, yeah, I guess, you know, one kind of factor kind of gets thrown out there as a, a lot as well is that, you know, I did drop out of college. So what I'm doing these days is I'm focusing on being my own boss and building my own kind of business mm. and uh, doing a few different things, but uh, I'm focused on kind of creating the life that I want to live instead of following the footsteps of kind of what's the normal thing to do in today's society. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, um, I feel definitely as, as us millennials or, or zillennials or, or whatever you want to call us, you know, we're, we're so pressured to follow this, you know, normal or, you know, what, whatever you want to call it, this, this cookie cutter lifestyle. And, and for us, you know, we're, we're definitely, we, like for a lot of us, we, we see the world a little bit differently. So what, what led you to, um, to this whole entrepreneurial thing and, 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 and what are you currently doing in the entrepreneur space? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'll start from the beginning, I guess, which is kind of what led me to where I am today. And it really kind of, it was a, a slow burn kind of got me to where I am today. There wasn't one magical moment where it all hit. It was kind of a buildup of kind of a few different things. So I guess the first, you know, if I'm looking back into my past and the first thing I remember, which I could say is the beginning of this path was literally in um, when I was 10 years old. So it's fourth class here in Ireland. I don't know what that is in, in Australia or in America, but <laughs> I was 10 years old in school. And um, my dad owns his own business as well, by the way. So that's definitely an influence. But um, he, had his, he had these pens for his business. He sells, um, sells forklift trucks. And uh, he had these pens and they had a toy forklift truck on the top of it. So as a kid, as a 10 year old kid, I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. Mm. And so I brought that to school as the guy with the cool pen, you know, I was like, oh my God, everyone's gonna think I'm so cool. And, um, but um, yeah, I go in and then everybody wanted the pen, you know, oh, can I have one, do you have a spare one? I was like, a few spare ones, here you go, here you go. Mm. And um, then suddenly I was like, I don't know why, but it just came into my head that, oh, I should try to like, sell these, you know? So I actually just started selling them a few, a few in my class, you know, just to a few people here and there. And uh, it was kind of, a, it was a definitely a dodgy business model, but it worked <laughs> very well on the fact that the pen was, like the toy was cheap, so it broke very easily. Mm -hmm. No one cared about the pen. They wanted the toy on top of the pen. So they came back to buy it again and, and again. You know, it, was, it led to kind of reoccurring income. Yeah. And bear in mind, yeah, it was only like 40 euro prop made in the end of it. Like, so it wasn't a big business, but uh, it was just something cool. And yeah. then that was, that was the first thing. Um, the next thing then I guess would be, especially as social media marketing is the thing I'm at, um, I'll get to there where I am at now in a minute, but mm. where more so that's like, cause you know, the pens was kind of business. It was the first business part of me. Mm. Social media came into play. Well, I guess, you know, it's anyone our kind of age, you know, definitely uses social media or at least 99% of people. And, um, so, you know, because growing up with that, but then I used to go to the skate park. I used to be big into uh, scootering specifically. And um, basically, 
if you don't land, if you don't get a trick on video, it doesn't count. You know, you can't, no one will believe you. It, it does, nothing counts unless you got it on a camera to show people. So it has to be, it has to be, has to be photographed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was as part of that world. So I guess we started all filming each other to prove that we landed the tricks and stuff. And um, basically, what I realized was, you know, if someone is filming me, it could take 20 minutes, half an hour to land something really cool. And people would get sick of filming. They'd be like, oh, Ryan, no, uh, can, we, can, you, can we stop filming? Can you try tomorrow? And of course, they'd just be like, oh, okay, fine. But then if I was filming somebody else, I wouldn't go, oh, can we try again tomorrow? Or can we stop now? I would keep filming until they landed the trick, just because I actually enjoyed filming. I wanted them to land the trick so I get the cool video. I'd get that clip and I'd be able to edit that when I go home that day. And um, to be able to make, be a little bit creative and make a little bit of content. Mm -hmm. So then I started, you know, posting that on YouTube. And me and my friends had a couple of different YouTube channels that we grew together and um, had a lot of fun doing that. You know, thought, you know, maybe make some money out of it. And I think it was like 170 euro or uh, something in the end. So it wasn't that much money over the space of like two years. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that brings down to per month, but it wasn't a lot. And then <laughs> like three dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then that was also shared between me and a couple of friends. So I didn't even get like, you know, get that money really. And um, so that's not what it was really for, but you know, hope one day it could be something. But you know, that's that's an, that's another story that I can tell why I stopped scootering is another story, but I, I did. Um, and uh, yeah, so that kind of came to an end in terms of the videos and social media. Then, and then I kind of left my life for a while and I focused on school. Uh, I found a new sport that I did, which is martial arts and there's no videoing inside that really. So uh, content being a little bit creative in terms of social media left me. Mm. And then uh, I guess school became a heavy focus. I was, uh, so then I'm, you know, 16, 17, 18, is the leaving search is the big high school, secondary school exam. And, uh, you know, focus on that. What are you going to do in college, Ryan? You need to study so hard to get your points for college. And, you know, so that's the mindset I was in back then. And that's what I was doing. And um, I was working hard to get my college degree at the end of it, mm. uh, to get into college. And then um, that became very stressful. That became, you know, hard to deal with, um, you know, mentally. It was tough. It was long hours sitting at a desk and studying and I wanted a break and I couldn't train as much as I wanted to because training I would have had to like you know leave after school study an hour earlier take a full hour and a half of training an hour to get home to shower and you know it, it took a lot of time and I couldn't fit that in to my schedule as much as I wanted to mm. so what I I did a little bit but not as much as I wanted to so what I ended up doing was when I get home I would take I was a big fan of martial arts MMA all I would do is I'd illegally download all the UFC's videos uh, from YouTube and from all this stuff, edit up my own mashup of fighters, you know, like do a highlight for this fighter, a highlight of this fighter, highlight of that event, and put them onto YouTube. So I quickly got three copyright strikes on my YouTube channel, which told me if I got one more, they would take down my channel. So although I, it, I did a load of videos without getting strikes, mm. I was doing it for a while and having fun. And Definitely not supposed to do that, but you know, I enjoyed it and it was relaxing. So um, <laughs> I stopped that though after the three copyright strikes, but it just kind of showed how, you know, in the times when it was tough for me and I wanted something to relieve kind of some stress, stress, I went back to being some kind of creative and that was social media, that was videos for YouTube again. And then, um, yeah, then as soon as exams were over, um, 
I've been following, you know, the, the world of social media marketing. I just, you know, first got into it through Ty Lopez, which I'm sure everyone has seen a YouTube ad from. So anyone watching knows who Ty Lopez is. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you know who he is. I think he just targets everybody. Yeah, I, I think he was pretty much probably like the, the, the pioneer in the whole social media marketing, personal branding sort of space. Like, like, like I look back, you know, when I was like 12 and 13, um, I was looking at his, um, his 67 steps to mm. success or, or, yeah. or whatever it was. And yeah. it's like, he literally pioneered that whole, that whole space. Yeah, he, he absolutely did. So I was actually kind of just following him for motivation and inspiration. I kind of seek that from, from anyone, anywhere, no matter who they are. And that's, I seek it from people in, in person and online too, when you can seek it from a million people instead of the hundred people that surround you in day-to-day life. So uh, he was one person, I think it was his, his Snapchat story he was really big on back year or two years ago now um, yeah. and he I think he put like a motivational quote of the day every day on a Snapchat story and I like that and uh, my bedroom wall is plastered with them everywhere so um, <laughs> I, I like seeing that and that helped with kind of the stress as well and to kind of keep me going when I study so it literally was like fate that I think his course his social media marketing course it, you know he's done a million promotions and a million different prices mm. but let's say a thousand dollars is his main kind of price mm. he the day after my exams, it was like faders and the day after the exams, he was like, half price on my course if anyone gets in the, in the next week. And I was like, yeah, wow. <laughs> well, I, I've been looking at it the whole time. I never had a thousand dollars. And I was like, come on, I really want to do this. It's summertime now, school is over. Mm. I'm gonna go to college. I still wanted to go to college, uh, but I'll do this as well during the summer and it'll be like a part-time income, etc. And uh, I was like, let's do it. Okay, but I didn't have $500. So what I actually did was I borrowed money from my parents Mm. And uh, I was like, can I have the $500, please, please? And they were like, $500? Fuck off, right? Who has $500? Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, come on, I want to pay this guy on the internet. He's, I'm going to pay him money and he's going to teach me how to build a business. And then my friend's like, that's a scam, Ryan. You're going to get screwed. And I was like, it's not a scam. It's not a scam. I've been watching him vlog 24 hours a day for the last year. He'd yeah. be the best scam artist in the world if he didn't legitimately sell something as well. And so... Eventually, after maybe three or four days of constant, you know, back and forth with my parents, uh, showing them how like this really meant something to me in terms of it's once something I wanted to try and put my effort into. Eventually, they said, "Okay, Ryan, um, you worked hard as well, like over the last few years studying and everything, and I sh- we, we know you really wanted." So they paid for me, thank God, to you know, get into that course um, for five hundred dollars, and then um, I spent the whole summer. That summer of only last year, so. It's about this time last year I started really. Yeah, wow. And um, so, yeah, ne- nearly around this exact time, maybe like a week ago last year. So I spent the whole summer studying. I was in Vancouver. I was in London. I was in Magaluf. Okay, I was like <laughs> studying on my laptop. Uh, other people would go out to nightclubs doing things. Like I did a little bit of that too. Well, I'm not too big into it, so I was happy to just be in the bed on the laptop. And um, in Vancouver, I'd be getting up every single morning, two hours before everybody else, to just. Two hours, of course, every single day at least. Mm. Um, and I just never stopped trying to learn, 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 and learn, and learn. So, came around to September. College was starting, and I was like, okay, I felt like I've learned learned enough. I went through the course. It's time to put some stuff into action. Mm. Um, and then you learn the, the the life lesson that you know, learning from the books and learning from a course is never going to be enough. You really got to learn by putting it into action, doing those, making those mistakes. Uh, seeing what the real world is like. So 
I quickly learned that it's not as, just as easy as you know a tutorial makes it to look like, and you know things change, especially digital marketing being uh, somewhere uh, just a sphere of never changing information. You know, Facebook changes every day, but Instagram, TikTok pops out of nowhere. Uh, I don't know. You know, there's a million different things. Yeah, to be it's not so funny. <laughs> yeah, so it never stops, and then. Um, I guess, yeah, that's when I kind of got started. Uh, I was in college, I got my first few clients. Um, and then what basically happened was I was in college doing my, my dream course, okay? Because my, my dream course was applied psychology. And I was doing that in my dream college too in my city. And I was doing applied psychology because I, I really care about like helping people and like impacting others' lives positively. And I've seen the, like I've seen people go through the, the worst things that, you know, people can go through. And um, I've been very lucky to myself to have escaped some, um, to have not had to have gone through some of these things, but I've seen them firsthand, uh, close friends of mine, um, going through some of the toughest, darkest times. Mm. And uh, I had to have been there for them. And then seeing that made me have to be like, oh, how can I help these people? So I was always interested in learning, you know, how to help my friends, how to help anyone. And then it's like, okay, well, applied psychology is somewhere I can help understand minds and, people so I went to study that but the the course the program in, in college as well just wasn't um, what I thought it would be you know number one psychology is, is broad uh, so I was only interested in like you know one module of one semester and then I wouldn't dive in any much deeper on that and like I'll go back to that lecture I want to learn more about that topic not neuroscience and not I don't know a million other things but I wasn't enjoying it at all I didn't enjoy the social life uh, just maybe because it was almost too social in a way in terms of most people were just very into oh when's the next night out and let's go drinking yeah, and i was like not so much bonding, yeah. just partying and, and going at it rather than actually you know creating friendships yeah yeah so i'm, I'm not intent to partying much at all um and anything like that so it wasn't something i bonded with too many people on and so mm. i did find a bunch of other like entrepreneurs in college and went to loads of stuff with them um, but again, that wouldn't make up majority of the day at all. So mm. I wasn't enjoying college for a bunch of reasons. I didn't like the system. Um, I didn't like how it was run. I was the year ahead for my course as well. So I got to like see into the systems and how it was all being run as well. Mm. And I was like, I don't, want to, I don't like this. Uh, it's not efficient at all. They can't even make changes to stuff they know is wrong because there's a bunch of red tape around all the systems. And uh, I was like, damn, I don't like this. And I loved trying to build my marketing business. You know, mm. I loved working on the clients I had at the time and trying to build a chatbot out for them, doing Facebook ads for them, whatever. And I would literally spend all of college looking forward to going to the college library, not to study for my college exams or whatever, but to take out my laptop and start working for, yeah, yeah. for my business. And uh, <laughs> just go so back to work. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Even in a lecture, because we, we take out the laptop or whatever in the lecture to take down notes. And I have my notes open and then I just open up the next thing, which would be a Facebook ads manager. And I'd be like working away there. And I, I couldn't help myself, you know. Um, the laptop was in front of me. All I could see was, you know, ManyChat, Facebook, Instagram. What do I need to do for my client, you know? So quickly, I kind of realized, look, I wasn't studying. I wasn't enjoying it at all. Uh, I was feeling a lot more down about myself. Uh, I always say that, you know, uh, my mom every single day since I was a kid used to always ask me, 
uh, what did you do today? How's your day, Ryan? Mm. And I'd be like, oh, go away, mom. I don't want to tell you about my day. Like, <laughs> that's what it was like when I was younger anyway. Yeah. And I used to laugh, but then as I got older, you know, more mature, I'd tell her every day. And um, coming up, when I was being collected from college or when I got home from college, she stopped asking me, how was your day, Ryan? What did you get up to? She started asking me, did something happen today, Ryan? Are you okay? What went wrong today? Not because of anything changed with her, but because she could see in my face that I wasn't as happy as I used to be. Mm. Um, and nothing had gone wrong other than I was kind of living a life that I didn't want to be going through and that I wasn't happy to be going through. And mm. um, I also was fairly, I felt like a hypocrite because I really believe in, you know, creating, creating your own path if you want to and doing what you want to do. And I tell people that, whether it's my friends, be like, hey, come on, do what you want to do. Don't, uh, don't do medicine because your mom wants you to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, go start your own business or go be a lawyer because you, and study law because you want to be a lawyer. If that's what you want to do, I mean, you can go do it. And, uh, and I respect that and t- I'll tell you to. But I was telling friends, I was telling people, do what you love, do what you want to do. And then I was in college. I was half doing yeah. what I wanted to do because I was half doing it but I wasn't fully doing it. I was half going to college while half doing what I wanted to do. And, you know, I don't think anyone can really be content with themselves or happy if they are living a life that contradicts what they believe and what they say. Absolutely. So that's what I was doing. And uh, I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. To drop out of college. There's a backlash from people around you. The, the internet just went a little bit funny then. Um, just just go back just a little bit. Yeah, so um, it's, you know, it's not an easy thing to drop out of college. And that's what was kind of in my mind then because, you know, I was hating what I was doing mm-hmm. and I was a hypocrite to myself, basically. And I then, you know, had to make that decision. And I thought about it and I thought about it. My family didn't want me to drop out of college. Friends recommended, uh, friends didn't recommend I should drop out of college. My my closest friend at the time had no belief and didn't even think I could build a business. It's like, it's not going to work. There's too many big businesses out there that will outcompete you, et cetera, et cetera. And you're not going to be able to build something. You're only, you're only let's say, 19 at the time. Mm. Uh, that, that, was, that was tough as well, having literally uh, my best friend not believe in what I was trying to do. Um, but I, I, made the, I made the decision slowly. So I guess I probably started thinking about dropping out in November. So I spent November, December, and all of January thinking about it. Just being like weighing up the pros, weighing up the cons, what's the right move? Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, so do you feel I, that was probably like your biggest hurdle in your life was like quitting or like leaving college? Probably has been. It's been one of the, it was one of the toughest decisions because, you know, it's definitely a pivotal moment, although I haven't seen the whole story play out yet as this was, you know, six months ago. I think, you know, when I'm 50, I'll definitely be able to look back at life and say, okay, I left college in January of 2019, and then my life went down this path. I, I know it's so easy to say if I stayed in college, you know, I know my life would have gone down a different path, you know. Mm-hmm. I would have done all the years of college work, probably would have got some job um, with my degree then or whatever. And um, maybe it would have connected back to the path I'm on right now at some time in the future, but I would have had a drastically different four or five years. And um, yeah, it was, it was hard to decide as well. Cause you know, I had a, I always agree with like consulting other people. Um, I like to go with, you know, at the end, you're, I always trust myself, but 
before I make the final decision, I talk to a bunch of people, get their opinions, see what other people have to say and think, and then I make the decision myself. And uh, I did that, and I had loads of people say, drop out. I actually had a guidance counselor from the college tell me I should drop out. (laughs) Yeah. um, Then I guess the moment I decided to drop out was, you know, my family didn't want me to drop out. My mom wanted me, you know, to wants me to be safe in terms of, you know, going to college, getting a degree so I can always get an easy job in the future. And then I came home one day from college a little bit early. And my mom was at home with one of her friends talking about me being like, Ryan wants to leave college. Oh my God, what, you know, is, what's his life going to be like if he quits? All this kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, her friend was like, yeah, God, she could be a great one with mom. Okay? Mm-hmm. I actually have a video of this that I'm just saving. I have it on oh, my really? phone. I'm going to release it in like 20 just, years' time. It's going to be prices. Creeping around the corner, just, just like recording well, the whole conversation. But, uh, I took the video after, like straight after this conversation. So basically, I walked into the room and I was like, um, I was like, hey guys. And they're like, oh, we're just talking about you. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. And uh, they're both like, you shouldn't leave college, right? Oh my God, no, no, no. And then I talked and explained like why I had a conversation with both of them. Obviously, my mom still thinks like, no, shouldn't have dropped out of college. But I convinced her best, one of her best friends, and she was like, her best friend was like, I changed my mind, I changed my mind, Ryan. You should drop out. <laughs> I, completely, I completely changed her friend's mind and from total drop out to, I'm sorry, from total don't drop out to drop out, Ryan. I was like, wow. I convinced her with my, you know, by transferring the energy inside of me, transferring my own beliefs and how I feel about myself. I portrayed that to the world and one per- and a person received that energy and then believed it and trusted and think it's also the right the right move okay so i was like damn if i can do that you know this has to be some the right decision you know mm. and then um, so I, I walked back upstairs being like wow i can't believe i turned that can't believe i convinced her this this, this person you know and um, then that's when i recorded the video going i'm gonna drop out guys i just finally made the, the final decision i i know this is the right thing for me and uh, that's the video then I'm, I'm holding off on for a while. Um, but um, yeah, then it was dropout time and I was into, you know, working on the business and uh, building that. And um, that's what I've been doing for the last six, six months. Uh, been a lot of uh, mistakes I made in the first few months that I've been working on, you know, ironing out, fixing, um, you know, making sure I don't do the same things I did in the first few months. Um, so it stopped me from ever actually growing it and being able to scale it. So done a lot of stuff like that. Uh, can't say, I cannot say that I'm where I want to be at all. Um, I'm absolutely not. Um, but it's what I'm working for. And it's what I'm working towards. Absolutely. And it's like, um, like to, to, to go back towards like t- taking that leap of faith and, you know, um, dropping out of college. And it's like, um, like I, I left school for an apprenticeship. Um, and then I was, I was six months off finishing my apprenticeship. And everyone was like, hey, look, just, just, you know, complete it, just do it, just, you know, don't, just, just keep doing it because then at least you've got something to fall back on. And um, I was like, at the time, I, I was just, I hated the job. Like, I hated showing up. Like, every day was like a drag to get out of bed to, to go to work for 10 hours. And I was like, and I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> like, you know, like, what, what else have I, like, you know, life's not meant to be, you know, this, this drag where you, where you have to, constantly you know push yourself to to do something that you don't want to do 
Um, yeah, so then I ended up quitting my you know, apprenticeship that I've been working for three and a half years at for, with, with about six months left. And I was just like, no. Nah. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. just, and but ever since taking that leap of faith, like it's it's I, like I, I, as I'm sure that you've seen with yourself, like you know, life has just changed so much, and it's like all these doors start opening up and all these things start happening, um, and it's like you know, if you never took that leap of faith, it's like you know, where 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 would have life have actually taken you? Like you know, it might might have led you down down the same path in you know twenty years time, but it's. Mm it's it's crazy yeah yeah i think you've got to jump you know and um one thing i really believe in and I'll, this is like such a debatable thing okay so there's you there's in in life there is plan a and there's plan there can be a plan b okay mm. and i think it was arnold schwarzinger who says every second you work on developing plan b takes away from the chance of plan a succeeding so you're almost setting you up you're, you're setting plan a up to fail by focusing so much on plan b because you get what you you get what you do, you get what you focus on, you get what you think of. You think you're plan B so much, well fuck, that's why plan A failed, and now you're gonna do yeah. plan B, you know? And um, yeah, and, and the other way of looking at it is like, you know, if plan A fails, then you have something to fall back on, and that's the debate, you know. Mm. But uh, a person's gonna think of it one of two ways. The first way I talk about it or the second way. And go anyone can go which way they want to, but and and there's pros and cons to both for sure. You can make the debate. It's not a fact. It is a debate you can have, but I choose one one way to look at my life and one way I believe, mm. and uh, that, that's what I'm going with. Absolutely, and I, I posted something similar on Facebook. I think it was a couple of months ago, um, but it was like something along the lines of the, "There's no point of having a plan B because it distracts from plan A," and like the comments on that on that post were like, you know, um, like you need a plan B, like you know, this is like. A really stupid post. It was, it was just went for online. I didn't even. I didn't reply to any of the comments. I was like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even going to debate in this because, yeah. like, you know, banter back and forth for hours. But I was like, you know, and 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 these are all people my age, and it's just like, you know, that that's how conditioned we are to to already think that Plan A is going to fail without even giving Plan A, a like a go. <laughs> and it's like it's it's just crazy, like the conditioning um, that like we're already just. Um, just, just being pushed, pushed into without even really being, you know, taught anything else or being able to think any, think of anything else. Yeah, um, I, I hate that most people have a plan A. I think I heard you mention this before. They have a plan A and they have a dream that starts when they're a kid. You know, they're six, seven, or eight years old, mm. and they really want to do something. Whether it's become an astronaut, police fan, a business, a superhero. Uh, and that develops over the ages of, you know, from a kid and as they're only going to their teenagers. Mm. A lot of people still have these goals when they're about 14, 15. And then society triggers everyone to when you're about 16, 17, start thinking about what course or what you're going to do in college, what you're going to do in university. And then um, people, I, I hate that people literally just drop their, it's not their fault merely because it's what we're all conditioned to do, but they drop what they want to do and then change it to something that fits a college degree and then fits a job they can get working for someone else. But if you really talk to someone and you ask them deep questions, you get them to open up about what they really want to do, it's not what they want to do. Yeah. They just have basically been told they can't achieve what they want to do. You know, if someone wants to be a soccer player, a singer, or they want to be... Compared to most people, they just everyone says, I can't do that. That's not for me. That's only for 
the lucky, uh, successful, and rich people. I'm like, most of those people, but like, they don't understand that those successful people, once upon a time, weren't were just like you. They weren't always successful. Like Justin Bieber, let's go with him. I don't know why he popped in my head. You know, once, <laughs> I think maybe he was 12 or 13 when he hit his, got his first song. But when he was eight, he wasn't famous, rich, and successful. Mm. But he, he had a dream. He wanted to be a singer. And he kept going with it. And that's a, that's a bad example because he came, became successful young. But there's so many people mm. that are so successful who are just so normal. Mm. But they chased their dream. And that's why they became successful. Absolutely. Like, yeah. um, I got told about this story about this, I think his name's Ryan or, or Lockie or something like that. But there's a, there's a, a seven-year-old in, in the US and, and he literally makes YouTube videos about like reviewing toys. And like, I think last year he made like $24 million or something. Mm. Like his seven-year-old making a YouTube video. It's like, you know, that, that, that's the, like the, the world we live in today. It's like, you know, where literally the playing field, you know, between, you know, like, you know, like myself and yourself and, you know, someone who's 12 and someone who's 40 is literally flat. Like there's no yeah. advantages whatsoever when it comes to, you know, business and, and, and making money or, or, or you know, um, becoming an influencer or, or whatever, like these days, like this, the, the playing field is just so level now. Absolutely. That, that's, that's all I think as well, because, because of a few different reasons, but one of those reasons is the access we all have to the internet and social media. Mm. You know, that, that seven-year-old, 10 years ago, couldn't have done that because he needs, he would have had to get onto like a TV station and have mm. all these producers and then that has like a massive capital cost of the, you know, the facilities to do the sh shoots in, the big cameras, all that, and um, getting approved to go on national television, et cetera. Uh, that would have been very, very, very hard. It's definitely not an even playing field. But today, every single seven-year-old, I actually have a seven-year-old sister. Yeah. And uh, she, keeps, <laughs> she actually keeps talking to me about starting her own YouTube channel because she's literally seven and she's watching all these other seven-year-old YouTubers making videos. Yeah. She's like, can I start Ryan? And I'm like, um, you, you can if you want it's going she has some skills to learn because you know mm. these seven-year-olds they do work with their families in terms of like you know editing and helping grow the yeah, channel yeah. but I like their parents but um i'm like yeah you, you can do that ava and um and she can you know not that she has mm. done it yet but she, I, I think she'll try um, yeah, and it's yeah and, and like we, we we are definitely living in a world now where you know um where it's not so much um uh, what's the word of, of, of like the industrial age where where everyone's just you know where where the only thing you know we should be doing is you know getting a job you know going to school getting a degree you know but now like it's slowly being pushed into this era now where it's like you know people who are 10 you know 12 who are just starting their own businesses and, and it's not from like you know a business sense to you know make money and things like that it's mm -hmm. they're literally following their passions and because mm -hmm. they're putting out all this amazing good energy and, and just literally, literally following what they love. Yeah. Like I've, I've gone down the rabbit hole of YouTube. Like I've found some weird YouTube channels. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, they, they get like, yeah, they get like hundreds of thousands of views. And it's like, you know, there's, there's an audience literally for everything on YouTube. And that's like, that's why I love YouTube so much because like, I remember when I was eight and I watched my first YouTube video and I was like, that's crazy. Like these people are, are making, videos about a topic that they're passionate about people watch it and it's like i was like i was like what <laughs> um yeah, yeah. and it's yeah, yeah you, like, 
Oh, sorry, you go. It's just crazy because it's literally people's passions. It's literally whatever they want to do. Like there's people, even like just someone I know, like I know a few girls that just love makeup. And so they started doing makeup on Instagram, putting up some tutorials, they got some followers, they got some likes, started getting bookings, do a few girls makeup, some few nights out. And uh, then they're, they're big in their influencers, thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of followers, working with big brands, building people's makeups here and here, traveling with the money they make, um, and just doing something that they, they really like to do. And that's makeup. There's also people doing it, um, people that love going to the gym, they document their journey of going to the gym and help other people have success with the gym, uh, whether it's through personal training programs, co online coaching, one-on-one uh, -on -one PT. Mm. People love going to the gym and they're literally making money doing what they're doing. Mm. Um, there's two, there are two markets. There's a million other markets where it's the same thing. I'm getting ads from someone, I don't even know what it is, but someone's selling a course about like dog walking or something. I don't know what it is, but like fair play. <laughs> making money selling how to walk a dog or something that's what you are working with dogs and minding dogs i don't even know what it is and um, it's not interesting to me but i did get targeted with the ad i'm like enjoy your life doing your passion is something for dogs you started a dog business online fair play to you enjoy it that kind of thing you know yeah and it's it's just crazy like it's like like we live in this era now it's like it's just as i said before it's like you can literally make a youtube video or YouTube's, uh, YouTube video series about anything. Um, yeah, like I've, I've come across some crazy, just, just topics that are like, I never thought that would be a hit or like, or at least have hundreds of thousands of views and, and you're watching it, you're like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm weirdly intrigued to actually watch, watch this video. Um, but yeah, it's so funny. Um, so like what, um, so obviously after, you know, leaving college and, and all that sort of stuff, um, what, you know, really, really fires you up about, you know, going down this entrepreneurial path or, you know, what really motivated you to, to really push towards it rather than just accepting, you know, the, the status quo? Yeah. What really pushed me down and what really motivates me is, I guess it's my, oh, there's a couple of different reasons, but one reason would be my end goal. Um, and that's a vision I have of impacting a lot of people positively. And, uh, you know, in my bedroom, I actually have on my wall uh, a picture. I just printed it out, took it from Google Images, and I printed it and put it on my, on my wall. And what it is, I don't know who the speaker is in the picture, but it's of a big, big TED Talk, okay? And if the picture is taken from, from behind the speaker, so you just see the back of him, I don't know who it is, but you see then the all the big audience in front of him. And I know he's delivering some kind of speech um, that's having an impact or educating in some kind of way to that big audience, and he's doing something good. And, but what I really imagine is my, that's me in that picture, because you can't see his face, you don't know who it is. I see that as being me standing in front of a, a big stage giving a TED Talk. Um, it's not necessarily too much about being a TED Talk, although it's something I want to do. It's really more about what's happening in that picture. It's a person, me, educating or helping or having a positive impact on a lot of people. Mm. It doesn't matter where it is or who runs the show or if it's online or offline, but it's, it's the philosophy behind that picture I kind of like. And uh, that's what I want to do. That's like, that's like that big, big end goal of something that you know, is fulfilling for me, you know? because um, that's what I love to do. I'll help anyone anytime, you know. If it's a friend I just met, like, there's been so many times I've run into like little strangers uh, and, you know, they're talking to me and they, 
sometimes straight away a stranger can they're they're in such like you know they need help in someone to talk to that they'll, they'll open up to another stranger being me and they'll start talking to me about like their biggest deepest problems i don't know these people but i'll sit or stand and talk to them and give them all the advice i can do so uh, in the half an hour before i flee or whatever but i'll enjoy that and i'll be like I'll leave there being really like, I'm, I'm glad I helped the person in, in the best way that I can. Whether that has an impact or not, at least I tried and I feel good about that. I'm always there to help my friends who are going through the tough times and I always want to be there. Uh, and so I want to be able to do that on a large scale uh, because cause, why not, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I, I, can, I can continue helping friends here and here when they're in trouble. I can continue helping a random stranger that I bump into, but that's not proactive enough for me i want to do something that can impact people on a, on a wider um, scale mm. uh, so that's something that you know motivates me it's not something i'm doing at the moment uh, i try to a little bit on my on my instagram uh, i try to on my youtube which hasn't been active uh, definitely <laughs> for the last month or two but it's it's in the instant in the plans to be um I, I'm, I'm not sure on what that impact is going to be either so i'm still in the process of figuring everything figuring figuring life out um, in terms of, I don't know, am I going to be at a big conference helping business owners or am I going to be at a big conference helping athletes or if I'm going to be a big conference helping everybody and anybody, anybody and it's like a health and wellness thing or is it a motivational talk? I, I, I have no clue what it's going to be yet. Mm. Um, I think that's for my life uh, to figure out because, um, you know, I'm only 20. And I have a lot of life experience to, to, to gain. Mm. And uh, the more I gain, the more I can help people, you know? Absolutely. 20 years of experience, which I can help people with. You know, yeah. in five years, I have 25 years experience. And that's so much better. So it gets easier and better as, as life goes on, I believe, uh, in terms of the impact that I can have. So mm. I'm not in any rush to, to do everything. I, I'm happy to be gaining experience so that I can actually help people in a, in a better way when it comes mm. to that time. Now, the second driving factor is kind of a, a why behind everything I do as well, besides that. Um, because I, I read, I'm not sure if you, have you heard of Dean Graziosi? Yes, yeah, I actually read his book. Yes, so I read his book as well. And uh, uh, what is it? Millionaire Success, Success Habits. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so I read that at the beginning of the year. And one part, as you're familiar, it asked you to go through like a bunch of um, personal exercises you know you, you read the chapter and he's like don't move on to the next chapter unless you actually write this down and, and you know do what he tells to do and so one kind of part was to dig deeper and try to understand why you're doing things and uh as i tried you know dig to peel off some layers and dig deeper into a lot of things i figured out one thing about me is i really want to be in control of my life uh, in, in control in kind of every situation that i, I can be so it's not just Financially, it's not just you know location control. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's a lot of things because I think I have had some pivotal moments in my life um, that I haven't been in control, and then I've gone down a path that I didn't want to go down. So um, obviously, I've ended up where I am now. So I'm not going to complain. I have no regrets about it. But I didn't get to do what I wanted to do because I wasn't in control. Okay, and uh, that's something that you know. At least kind of mentally scared me for a little while you know i've gotten over it but you know for a while it definitely had a mark on me and um i've also been in control of some situations in my life and i didn't handle it properly and i messed it up 
So I really want to be, I've experienced kind of being in control and messing it up. I've experienced not being in control. Um, and it's, both of those have been big moments in my life. And it's really got me, you know, subconsciously I have to figure all this kind of stuff out, but I really want to be in control so that I have the ability to do what's best and what I believe is right. Um, and yes, I'm going to be in control and mess stuff up for sure. You know, everyone does. I'm going to do that again sometime. But I want to have that opportunity to be in control of everything. So it, it, it kind of does seem a little bit, I don't know, malicious or something, being <laughs> in control. Like I'm, I don't know, an evil bad guy trying to take over the world and control everything. But it's not. That's not the way it is. And um, well, yeah, that is kind of deep down something that's important to me as well. Absolutely. Like it's like it's. Um... Like if you follow like the, you know, like the normal, you know, nine to five, you know, go buy a house, you know, um, marry someone, et cetera. You know, like you, like you, 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 you get pushed down this life where you're not totally in control of, of what you actually like for one even earn. Like, you know, like mm -hmm. if, if living expenses go up, you know, if, if, you know, rent goes up or if, you know, the food at the grocery stores goes up, like there's nothing that you can do. And you're completely out of control and it's like i wouldn't say it's a bad thing you know wanting to be in control because it allows you to you know pursue the things that you're actually wanting to do or to do the things you actually want to do so it's um but it's but it's also one of those things where it's like you have to take responsibility of you know the hours you work you know the times you know how much effort you give you know um and like the responsibility of you know like this responsibility that you've actually got to have like um if you're wanting to go down that sort of path absolutely I, I love as well you briefly brought it up about you know if you are going in the normal life how how much control you give up to your surroundings mm. whether it's um the job or all this kind of stuff and the money you make i hate the idea of that i hate that i was in a nine-to-five job mm. i am capped at let's say my job gets me 60 grand a year let's make that number there if i work extra super hard I'm still gonna make 60 grand a year and if I'm a lazy bad worker I still make 60 grand a year I know there's the outlier of yes you can be like fired and maybe you can get a promotion but that's not within your control that's your manager's choice and he yeah. makes the decision of do you get promoted or do you you can work your ass off and Mr. Other Guy can get promoted because he's friends with the manager mm. or you might not be able to get promoted because there's a guy in that position and he wants to stay in the company if he leaves then there's an opportunity, but you're not in control of whether he leaves or not. You know, mm -hmm. that guy quits his job. Yes, you can be promoted to the next guy up, but you didn't control that. You Absolutely. didn't control it, you know? Yeah. And then um, I hate the idea of just working for something. And uh, there's, there's no, there's almost little responsibility in that because I like the, or the responsibility of, or the, the accountability that if I mm -hmm. put in, uh, if I don't put in the work, I don't make the money. You know, if mm -hmm. I get lazy, I don't make my calls or I don't uh, outreach or I don't do what I was supposed to do for this client. I lose the client or I don't get the client and I make less money. Mm. And that's my fault. It's only my fault. If I put in all the work, all this hard work, the long work, the smart work, I do all that. Then as a, as a, because of that, I make more money. And I just, I mean, again, I'm in control of that. You know, it's up to me what I put in. But if I put in more, and if I work, you know, obviously it's not just about working more, you also have to work smart, but if you put in more energy and time and efficiency, mm. you get that reward. If you don't put it in, you lose. But I just like being responsible for that. When mm. I, have a, I have a bad month or if I'm struggling to make money and I don't make money, 
I can't blame anybody, or at least I choose not to, because some people will blame the economy, they'll blame the government, they'll blame their customers. I don't care what it is, I'm taking responsibility for it all. I think that's the best way you can go about things. And I, I learned a lot about that from someone who I do look up to, who is um, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. He talks, yeah. about that, talks about that a lot as well, about taking accountability for everything. And uh, I completely agree, and that's what I've been doing. And I feel so much better doing it all. You know, mm -hmm. um, if I fail doing something, it's all on me. But so is all the success. So it's a two-sided coin. Yeah, you know, and I like the idea that yeah. every piece of success I'm taking the credit for if I, do, you know, if I'm doing it. You know, mm. and uh, I equally have to take the failures too as well. Absolutely, like it's yeah, definitely one of those things where it's like, um, especially in in like I don't want to you know, call out entrepreneurs or whatever, but it's like it's one of those things, especially in in the young entrepreneur space, you know, where it's very easy to just blame, you know, like the that that course you bought or you know, blame the market or blame this and da 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 da, da, da and whatever. Um, and it's so easy to just go, oh, it doesn't work. You know, like I, yeah. I had two clients and they all gave up on me or, you know, I messaged five people and no one showed up or, you know, like I, I did one pop-up stand and, and no one bought any products. And it's so easy to fall into that trap of like, I tried it and it didn't work. But it's like, you know, how much effort did you actually give that try? And it's, mm -hmm. and it's not going to work on the first time. You know, it's it's probably going to work on the tenth, twentieth, thirtieth, or fortieth time. But it's like, are you willing to have that grit and to really prove that this is what you want, rather than just giving up on the first time that you know there's a hurdle right there in front of you? Yeah, it's so important not to give up on the first time. I mean, I've been doing this for let's say a year now. I'm not a millionaire yet. You know, I would have I would have liked to make a lot more money than I have made. And mm. uh, in my short term goals, there's been goals I haven't hit. You know. I thought, you know, by this time I've been making this much of this many clients and this is where I'd be in my life. And I've not hit lots of goals. I have hit some and I have more than I'm on track to hit, but I haven't achieved everything I want to just because I wanted to achieve it, you know? Mm. Um, and again, it's all my fault only. I hate actually, I see a lot of people because um, there's a lot of courses on how to do, whether it's affiliate marketing, um, network marketing, social media marketing, Dropshipping e-commerce is a course mm. for everyone to do online now these days. You can learn anything. And um, I see so many people, you know, complain. It's a crap course. It doesn't work. It's, it's not, not real. It's all fluff. Like I'm, I'm sure there's a few scammers out there. And oh, yeah. There's stuff <laughs> like that. But, you know, a lot of people do this for the courses where you can see like a thousand people with success stories. It's like, obviously the course works. What did you do though? Did you actually do everything that the mentor or coach taught you to do? Or did you take your favorite parts of it and try to implement only that? How long did you do it for? You know, I'm fascinated by that. Some people just blame other things other than themselves. Like I've done a bunch of courses and mentorships, coaching calls, et cetera, et cetera. And I've learned a lot of stuff that has worked. And I've learned a lot of stuff that I haven't had success with. And there is none of it that I blame my mentor for, or the course for. I know that I didn't have success with, um, I didn't have success with, let's say, um, outreach on cold DMing on Facebook. Like I've, I've been taught that before, and I've been taught these Upwork strategies as well. There's a bunch of stuff I haven't had, I've been taught, and I've tried, and I haven't had success with, okay? And, uh, well, I know that I didn't put in that grind to that, you know, I didn't go through it again and again every day. I did it for a little while and stopped moving on to something else. So I'm 
mentors Facebook. Oh. I'll never say that because had the, the they were a little bit funny then. <laughs> oh, yes, that's all right. I'll, I'll take a step back. Um, basically, I've done. I've learned a lot of strategies for people, and I've. I've, I've done, learned a lot that then I've worked and I've kept going with and I've had success. I've also tried stuff that, you know, I tried for a while and I didn't have success and I stopped. Mm. But that, that's on me. You know, it didn't work because I didn't do it for longer. I didn't work on making it a little bit better, making some tweaks for me instead of it working for Bob because I have a different name to Bob. There's going to be some different variables you can mm. adjust for when you're learning something. And um, basically, I don't blame any course or any, any mentor for something not working, I only blame myself for not making it work. Absolutely. Um, and it kind of rolls into, the, one thing I'm also doing at the moment is I'm actually uh, kind of doing high ticket sales, selling courses for a mentor of mine. So uh, mm. I learned digital marketing and I learned a lot about business and a lot about sales from this guy. And uh, I also then sell his courses for him um, mm. on a commission basis. And then, um, I'm getting a lot of experience in that because that would have been one of my problems with um, my marketing agency is meetings, closing those deals, closing a meeting. You know, when let's say over the space of the last nine months, let's say, uh, let's say I've had 10 meetings with, with business owners. Okay. Uh, maybe it's a little bit more, but let's go with, let's go with 10. And I haven't closed all those deals and they were like, 10 meetings, you know, that's, that's still new. Say, running a business, having a sales meeting, and you're only in 10 meetings in your life, it's not mm. a lot of meetings. Yeah. <laughs> over, over, over the last month, I've done, I think, let, let's say 30. So I've done three times the amount of sales meetings pitching something high ticket in the last month that I did over the last nine months. Like, all that experience I'm getting with, uh, you know, working with my mentor and selling things for him is all also then completely transferable to my agency. Now you're selling something slightly different, um, but the, the skills are transferable and uh, I'm getting a lot of experience doing that. But it also then goes back to the courses as well. I get a lot of people asking me, does this course work? And I'm like, did you watch the 100 video testimonials? But I worked for at least 100 people who recorded a video testimonial. And they're like, yeah, I watched it. And I'm like, why won't it work for you? And, and, and they, they're like, uh, I don't know. And I was like, look, this, I, I tell them all, I tell them this course works only if you work too, okay? It's, these courses aren't these magic potions that you buy and then become rich from. You buy to educate yourself and learn some things you didn't know and get some kind of structure. It works if you take it all and then you go to work as well, you know? The, the price of $1,000 or $2,000 is not the only price you have to pay. You also have to pay the price of your own time, your own dedication, your own hours in order to make that work. So if I'm selling a course, I'm not selling one, two, three, four, five thousand dollars of the course. I have to make sure that yes, you have to buy this course, and yes, you have to pay of you with your own time as well to do it, or else it won't work. You know, it's not going to work. Just your credit card details. And uh, some people think that you know they're like, uh, I'll buy this and then I'll be rich. I'll buy. I'll learn from this guy, and then it's like, yeah, you can learn from him, and then you got to do the act. You got to take the action. Mm, and it's yeah, you couldn't have said that any better. And it's so true because it definitely there's definitely that I don't know like stigma or um, expectation around, um, you know, online courses or, you know, whether it be network marketing or like, you know, affiliate marketing or, you know, drop shipping. It's like, you know, if you buy this course, then it's like, and I guess it's, 
also maybe the the person selling the course as well sometimes they put a bit of an expectation around that it's going to make you rich but at the same time you know you've also got to work for it like it's yeah, as you said before, you know, spending you know five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, whatever it might be, to educate yourself and learn from somebody who's walked that path, um, to to really you know understand if it, yeah, like to to learn from them who's already done it to, you know, to actually know that what to do and and what not to do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree. It's always important, no matter what it is, whether you're buying a course or whether you're networking with someone in your city or anywhere, if you want to learn from someone or you want to learn something or do something, find someone who's done what you want to do. Like mm -hmm. it might not be a course. Maybe you'll do a paid course, but maybe you'll just find a guy in your city who will meet you for a coffee, sit down with you for an hour and talk to you about how he had some success. And um, I think no matter what you're doing, it's important to have some kind of mentor. What, again, whether it's the course, or an in-person mentor you meet for coffee once a month, have someone to help guide you mm. because you know, it really does cut light years off the, the time and you save so much uh, time. You, you avoid a lot of mistakes. Some mistakes you almost, I feel, have to make though. You know, you have to make yeah. them yourself to kind of learn them that way. But at least, you know, if you get warned of a mistake and then you make it, at least you know what mistake you made and then you can be held to get back on track. Yeah, before. absolutely. So you might not be able to save you from falling into the hole, but it'll tell you how to get out. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, what, what were some mistakes that you made that, that you're thankful that, that you made them? <laughs> yeah, I guess um, I'm thankful for all the mistakes that I've made, um, no matter how big or no matter how small, because I think every mistake comes back in a, in a positive way um, and just helps me learn. So I've made many mistakes um, throughout life and throughout with business as well. Let's say with some business, um, it would be kind of in the beginning, take promising the world to try start, you know, trying to get my first few clients. I, I promised the world in terms of, I would do every single service under the sun for you to mm. start paying me money, please. And then I take a super low ticket kind of client and uh, I would doing all loads of different loads of work for not a lot of money. And, um, you know, that kind of just sucks, sucks a lot of life out of you. You know, it really takes it out of you in terms of also when you take on if in a service-based business, if you take on, you know, you're, you're the professional in a service-based business offering your service to somebody who needs help and needs your service. Okay. That's the way it normally works, especially in, in my industry. That's what it is. So you are supposed to be that professional, but you know, if you walk in and say, I'll do everything for you, just pay me money. And you're, you're in a desperate mindset. Uh, which most people are in the beginning, it's just where you are, and then you get a low ticket client, they no longer see you as that professional. They actually see you as below them and they're doing you a favor, okay? So that creates the wrong business relationship, um, whereas they're the person helping you instead of you helping them. And therefore, they're not gonna respect what you know. Yes, you're a new guy in the business, okay? Yes, you're young, in well, in case of me, I was young when I started. Um, that doesn't mean you are to be, you know, on a lower place than the business owner you're trying to help, you know. So when you're in that position, because you're not charging them a lot of money, they're not going to respect you. When you don't set the right boundaries, which you didn't notice that, they're also not going to respect you. And, um, you know, I made all those mistakes. So I was, I was working with people who, you know, I wasn't necessarily seen as the professional. And then I'd make suggestions such as, you know, we need to do this, this and that. 
to increase this, this, and that, or to get mm -hmm. um, sales, we need to do X, Y, Z. And this is the way it should be worded because this is what responds well in Facebook and Instagram. And then you'd get people being like, no, this is my business and uh, we're going to word it this way because I want to word it this way and we're going to do this because I think this is better. Like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, aren't you paying me to do this for you, but then you're just telling me what to do and write it? Because there was no you know, respect there or value of my information. When you come in that way, you're almost just there as a doer who does what they say instead of telling them what they need to do to help their business. And so I made a lot of those mistakes in the beginning and uh, had some relationships like that where I wasn't seen as you know, maybe the professional um, and therefore wasn't able to implement all the work that I felt would be best. And you know, that's, that's my job, to implement the best marketing strategies for mm. the client. And uh, you know, if, I implement, if I implement the bad ones, you know, I think that's on me and I should be fired and I shouldn't be working with these clients. But uh, it's my job to be able to know what the right ones are and to let business owners focus on what they're actually good at, which is uh, running their gym, uh, making sure the gym's safe, or mm. running the restaurant to make sure it's good and safe and good healthy food. You know, that's the relationship it should be in my business. And you know, I messed it up at the beginning in many different ways. The mindset I was in, the price that I offered, and, uh, and everything like that, you know? So, and the boundaries that I didn't set. So, yeah, there, there was a lot gone wrong there in the beginning. Um, and uh, still, you know, a lot of lessons learned from that whole process though. And, you know, I had seen people tell me like, oh, make sure you charge at least this, make sure you set these boundaries when you're talking to business. And, like I'd seen it all before. It wasn't new information, but like I said, sometimes you have to just go through that, that journey yourself and um, experience some of those pitfalls, And then you really learn the lesson properly. Um, Absolutely. You haven't felt the pain that's associated with it, you know. Uh, if you don't feel that pain first, you're not gonna. They go like, it'll be fine. It's not going to be a problem. But once you feel the pain, you're not going into that hole again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where you got to you got to set those boundaries because otherwise, you know, you end up just um, end up just going around in circles with them. And you know, it's just like you you do this, and you know, then, then they want this, and then they want this, and then all, all of a sudden, you're, you're doing jobs or or you're doing parts in that business that you never even agreed to even do in the, in yeah. the first place. And you're like, how did I even get here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. you've got to like, you've got to go through those, those mistakes because if you don't make mistakes then you'll never learn. And, and regardless yeah. if, if you're told them or not, then, you know, it's, it's, as you said, you know, some of them you've just got to make, um, it's just, just how it works and it's what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I think we could talk for hours and hours and hours. Um, yeah, I, um, I've just got one last question for you. Um, so if you were to go back to the very, very beginning, so, so 12 months ago and starting this all over again, but you had all the knowledge that you do now, um, what would you do differently? Would, would you change something? Would you quit, uh, quit college sooner or? Hmm. That's a good, that's a very good question. Um, I guess if I had all the knowledge I have, I have now, I would have, if I had known how college would have went, you know, I would have just dropped out of college. I mean, I just never would have gone, sorry. You know, if I could go back to June, I'd have three months to, you know, get the business up and running, I never would have gone. But at the same time, I want to play the story in two different ways. That's what I would have done and I definitely, you know, I would have, the, the nine months of growth, let's say I have, or the 12 months of growth, depending when you judge what's my starting point, is it learning or is it when I first try to get a client? I don't know. Mm. But let's say everything I've learned 
I guess I guess it definitely would have. What took me twelve months, I definitely would have been able to do it two, uh, if not one. Um, and then, then I would have just done that really, and I guess I would have accelerated everything. Um, because I also believe, you know, a lot of people, if you ask a lot of successful people, it's a very common question, you know, if you went bankrupt today, what would you do and how long would it take you to be successful? All these rich, successful people say, if I went bankrupt today, I'd be as rich as I was in like just about a year's time. So it wouldn't take me to 50 years. Mm -hmm. They just, you, you know, these certain things, you, you meet these certain people, you learn these lessons. And when, when you get to that level, it's not too hard to build yourself back up. Um, so I guess everything would be faster for me. Um, but at the same time, if I went back, if I was in a time travel situation where, you know, every little move you make can drastically change, like if that's the way if you time travel you believe, you know, every move you make would have a massive effect on everything. Um, I'm not sure, you know, if I was like God looking in on the situation, if I was watching myself go through it and if I was whispering into my ear, I'm not sure if I'd change anything. Mm. I think I would uh, let myself go through all the mistakes and the struggles and the hard times to get to even only where I am now, just because I'm happy everything that happened has happened. Mm. Um, because it's got me to where I am today and I believe I'm on that path and I'm working on the path to get where I want to be. So, you know, I wouldn't change anything. Because I, it's just the way I believe of, you know, time travel or redoing is like, if I changed that one thing, I could have got hit by that car on Monday morning, I'd be dead. Mm. Right? So I got to stick with what happened so far because I know that uh, gets me to where I am today. And um, I'm happy today, you know, not where I want to be, but I can smile and say I'm happy. Yeah, I love that. I always love asking people that question because it's, you know, so many people take it so differently and some people are like, I'm not going to change anything. And then other people are like, you know, I would have done this, I would have done this, I would have done that. Um, and it's mm -hmm. always really curious, especially asking, you know, people that are successful or, you know, people that are upcoming to success or, or however you sort of want to look at it. It's always really interesting asking that question because people are just, people answer it so differently. Um, and it's, and it's just a very opening question and people can talk for <laughs> hours about that. Um, but yeah, so be, before we leave it now, um, where can they find you? If they, if they want to watch your journey, if they want to follow you, if they want to maybe even work with you, um, where can they find you? Yeah, uh, people can find me on Instagram or on, yeah, check my username to make sure I said the right one. <laughs> yeah, people, the main places you should follow me is on Instagram at Ryan underscore Ahern. That is R-Y-A-N underscore Ahern, which is A-H-E-R-N-E. And you can find me on YouTube, which is just Ryan Ahern. And um, yeah, so I haven't been active on YouTube for the last, let's say two months. I will be getting active again, so you can follow and wait for me to come back there. And uh, Instagram is where I'm active every single, um, at least, you know, most days of the week. Um, and you'll find me there and you'll follow my journey. And uh, the last thing I guess I'll leave you with is, I wanna make sure that no one tries to look at me as the guy who has made it or the guy who's super successful. Sometimes I think that comes across on social media, especially if you only watch me or listen to me here and there, and here and there. But I wanna make sure that I'm not that super successful guy yet. I'm a guy on a journey. Mm. What I want to do when I'm trying to to tell people anything or teach someone something is I want everybody to learn with me and not from me. Mm. Okay, I want everyone to learn with me. And I think that's the, the last thing I'd be happy to leave everyone with today. That's awesome, man. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it here then. Thank you everyone so much for watching this, this podcast. It was, how long did we even go for? I don't even know. <laughs> I think it was like close to an hour or something. An hour and 10 minutes. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thank, you, thank you all so much for watching. Uh, make sure you check out Ryan. Go watch his journey because he's, he's just an absolutely, he's just an absolute legend. Um, but yeah, guys, until next time, um, yeah, as Ryan said, just, just keep going at it. Just keep working. Just keep doing it because, you know, it's going to happen eventually. Um, and I'll see you guys all in the next episode. Thank you for having me. Sam.